Welcome back, welcome back. It's the Speak King Podcast with one of your hosts, Rashard Carter, and my co-host. Hey, I'm Ty Bradshaw, and I'm really excited about today's uh, episode. Today we're talking about parenting, uh, something that we all stay up late at night and think about all the time once we have kids. Um, and I want to open it up, R- Rashard, and uh, kind of ask you, what has parenting taught you uh, as a person? Wow, I think the first thing that jumps out to me is patience. Patience, mm, patience. That's a good one. I think that yeah. I've learned to be able to sit back and relax, take a couple deep breaths, mm-hmm. realize that um, my kids are not going to get it at once, uh, you know, on the first shot. Um, realize that they're going to make, I don't know, hundreds and thousands of mistakes, right? I mm-hmm. think it allowed me to look more internally at my own self, to be able to figure out what I can do differently. What right. can I do to help? Um, I think one of the big things also, it allowed me to be really, really humble. Yeah. Look for advice and to talk to people like yourself, you know, in regards to parenting. What about yourself, man? What are, what are some of the things that jumped out to you? you? You know, one of the biggest things I remember, and I think I called you uh, when Ava was born, uh, parenting has taught me how much God loves me. Like just that initial baby comes out and it's this overwhelming feeling of joy and love and I related it to like man if if God loves me anywhere remotely close to the way I instantly love this child um, that was a a big thing Um, I'm with you on the patience thing Um, I think the lesson I'm learning currently uh, is how to let go right as as fathers we are um, we're responsible for the protection of our family, right? But as our kids get a little older, you know, mine are 14 and 10 at the moment, but as they get a little bit older, we slowly gotta kind of let them go a little bit, explore a little bit more and um, take a little bit more risk and try different things. And we can't just keep them in this bubble. And I am struggling with that uh, because I don't want them to get hurt physically. I don't want them to get hurt emotionally. Um, there's a, a level of reality in the world that I still want to protect them from because it's not always um, not always a, a nice place, right? They're, they're mean people and, and all these things. But um, that those are the things that uh, parenting has taught me and what I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but one thing I ain't, you know, we've had this conversation and it's been a while, but you were hesitant. We both had two. Uh, you were hesitant about having the second, um, but now you got your junior. RJ just turned eight, yeah. and I'm curious um, what changed your mind because I, I think couples can sometimes be on a, on a sometimes on the same page, sometimes not on the same page in terms of when and how many children to have. And I know you and Carmen had that discussion, and you had a, a, a 180 there. What changed your mind? How did you have yeah, that process? That, that, you know, um, you know, well, Carmen's from a big family, six of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady Bunch, you know. <laughs> so for for myself, it was just me and my sister. And I thought in the beginning, to be honest, you know, having one, because like I felt like you, I was over not not overwhelmed, but overjoyed. Like I did it mm-hmm. right. This is a perfect kid. Everything is the way we wanted. I, I felt it like that unconditional love I had for Amari. As soon as she came out, I was tears and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we good. We got our perfect family. It's me right, right, right. her. We don't have to do nothing else. And, and and my wife always wanted more than one. And 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 I guess, you know, she she really started, you know, walking around the house in them nice, you know, <laughs> and, 
what are some of the things that that keep you up at night i mean i, I asked you that question because i think about there's so many things that are on social media there's so many things that are happening in schools there's so many things that are on the radio and television that our kids are privileged to because media is everywhere and, and just in your own mind what is some of the things that man that that makes you toss and turn before you go to sleep or toss and turn while you're sleeping yeah um you know as it relates to uh like tv and social media there's a an aspect of um, emotional awareness that I know they don't have to be on social. So it is a battle, right? Now I can't necessarily control everything that they see on TV and like YouTube because there's so much out there. So you put the restrictions that you can and I just have to accept that there are going to be some things that they may see uh, that I don't necessarily want them to see. But the social media platforms are a little bit different because it's more than a visual, right? And and I had this conversation with Ava because she's kind of a more sensitive child, right? And not not 100% understanding why I don't necessarily want her on social media right now. And I said, Ava, look, you're a beautiful girl, but everybody's ugly to somebody, right? And you may put a picture up that you think is cute because you got a new outfit or whatever. And you know, you may have all of your friends say, oh my God, Ava, that looks so nice, you look great. And some little turd at school might say, you look so stupid, or I think you're ugly, I don't like your hair. And you don't think about the people that know you and love you, all the great comments they make. Now what's in your head is the negativity that comes from people who don't have your best interests at heart. I understand that my kids are not emotionally in a place to be comfortable with that. Hell, as a grown man, I don't want that, right? Like, don't come on my page talking negative, right? That's that's not the vibe or the energy I'm trying to put out in the atmosphere, right? So trying to protect them from that, um, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I worry about the music a lot of times, right? Like, I'm a lyrical person when it comes to music, and there's a, a there's just certain things I don't want them privy to. And that stuff is is on is prevalent on the radio. Truth be told, it's no different than our time. But as a parent, the viewpoint and awareness of it, and even the perception of it, is different. Um, so you know, those are a lot of things that that keep me up. And and um, something we'll get hopefully to get into a little bit later. Um, but it's also about like financial responsibility. I think about that a lot because I think now they're at an age where I have to teach them a lot more so that they could be in a better position at a younger age than I was. What, what about for you? What are those things that keep you up at night? I think for, for having, you know, a, a boy and a girl there, right now, many things are very similar. For example, you know, my kids are the same way. They love YouTube. Like, that's the biggest thing. They'll be on YouTube for hours. Even RJ mm -hmm. loves looking at YouTube and different videos. Um, Amari, very similar to your daughter. Your daughter as well, wants to have her own page, wants to do this, wants to do that. And and the difference is, you know, and, and this is just, once again, being the father that wants to somewhat control or protect, not control, but protect, protect um, right. the environment that she's in is, you know, my daughter is not a size one. She's not mm -hmm. somebody who has, you know, the hair all the way down and, you know, she's, she's um, you know, my closer to my complexion than, mm -hmm. than, than, than light skin, if we want to say. But I look at her as, as beautiful. It's similar yeah. to what you're saying, that I know words can attack her, words can hurt her feelings. She is very sensitive, 
She right. is someone that to a certain extent is, is very immature in the right way. She just right. loves having fun. She loves right. hanging with kids. She loves just being a little girl. Like that is her thing. And I think this environment that we're in now are trying to push our kids to grow up quicker than what they need to be. And yeah. so with her, I'm always worried about with her about to become a freshman, is her innocence gonna back her in a corner? Because there are so many people who are way more mature trying to push her to be different than who she really is or right, who she's right. called to be. And so yeah. I know I can't be everywhere at all places, right. but I wanna instill in her at, at this age and, and as we've been doing throughout you know, her life about being strong, about realizing that God loves you, realize that God don't make mistakes. He made you exactly right. the way you're supposed to be made. As well as surrounding her with people, you know, that think alike in, in that yeah. regard. Having our friends, kids be around her because they're representation of their parents. And if those parents are similar to me, I'm okay with that. Right. So those are the things we're trying to do, but I'm the same way in, in that yeah. regard. We're really yeah. trying to you know, um, two things. One, I used to always tell this and still tell this to my kids, um, because when you you know you look different, like hell, you know Ava has natural hair as well, but and those things come into play. But I used to always tell Ava um, and Addison both, you have to live above the influence, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are going to be you know standards that we set at home that people in your circle or the people you know at school, they may not um, be in the same space with that, right? But you know right from wrong and you have to live above that influence and do the things that you that you know are right. Um, I like that. You know, I, like I, I, I think one of the most harmful things um, when we were kids, right, was that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Right. And now we have a bunch of hurt parents trying to raise kids and they're yeah. hurt over names they were called as kids. Absolutely. Right. That so now we have a level of awareness to know, hey, words do have a very strong emotional impact. Right. Like everybody can't just shake that off. And yeah. a lot of a lot of the people that say they're shaking it off, really, man, they they, they have all kind of cuts and bruises that they just try to hide. Yep. You know what I mean? So they live in this facade to try to act like they don't care. Like when people were like, oh man, I don't I don't care about this, I don't care about that. Like that that's not something to brag on, right? To 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 talk about um how emotionally disconnected you are is not something that anybody should be proud of, right? Because one, it just feels better to feel all of our emotions, and two, the damage you can do to other people when you take emotion out of relationships, right? It is a, it's something that we have to be aware, for, aware of and stop pretending um, when things don't bother us. I think that's the key word you just said too, of uh, stopping, stop pretending. Yeah. You know, I think even as a parent, that's something that we've all learned, right? That I think yeah. earlier on, you know, you got to realize that you don't have all the answers. Yeah. You got to be vulnerable enough to reach out to your friends and your family members and say, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. How can you help me with this? My son or daughter is facing this and I don't mm -hmm. have the answer. And right. I think there are many of us that we're so caught up and I don't want to let people know that, you know what, we hit a rough patch, you know, mm -hmm. that I don't have the answer to this. I'm struggling, you know, all of those things that we try to keep up in in our homes, 
instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to remove this mask and I'm going to show my true identity, I can get the help. Because yeah. if I don't let you see the true me, then you can't help me. And if you're mm-hmm. trying to help my representative, that doesn't help yeah. my household. And I think that yeah. goes to marriage as well as parenting. You yeah. know? And, and it, it's one of those things, right? Like, you know, we are there's an awareness like the devil wants to attack families, right? So you have families under attack and rather than call on help, right? They get attacked and make decisions based out of fear because they're living um, in, in that mode, right? And it makes me, it, it makes me think about like how many people I know that are now divorced and they never said anything to anybody until the divorce was final, right? And I think back to, you know, we, we brought it up on the last episode, but, you know, very early on, I remember, you know, you and Carmen went through y'all own little deal and you made it very aware to us. And I can remember how many conversations we had where I was able to say, no, you were wrong, right? And and that's maybe that's one of the greatest thing about our relationship is we're not yes men to each other, no. you know what I mean? So right. it's like, no, you were wrong and you have to correct that. And hopefully, um, you know, um, you know, Karma has those relationship with friends. We need those friends so that um, if you get to a rough point in parenting or in a relationship with your spouse, y'all can have that friction, but know that y'all have like a, a, a non-judgmental third party that could say, hey, no, you were wrong, right? You need to do these things and correct it and acknowledge that and be accountable. Um, and I, I just, I think we, we miss that so much and, and we have to create that village for our kids, hoping that, you know, the parents of, of those kids and even those kids can help to be a part of that um, accountability. Um, but on, on, to- on top of being the things that keep you up at night, you know, it'll take a whole nother episode to talk about, you know, the challenges of raising black boys. <laughs> but uh, what what are some of the challenges, you know, since we both have girls, what are the challenges you think you face in, in raising girls, black girls in particular? So you're saying, okay, so my challenges of raising girls or, or RJ, because- um, No, girls. Like, I think, the, you know, the RJ and black men thing, that's a whole yeah, nother episode. Right. Yeah, that's a whole, yeah, we, we'll have two episodes on that. I think for girls, I think the one is, um, my daughter has the greatest role model in the world, her mother. Mm-hmm. Can't get no better than her mother. You know, she's, she's everything to all of us, but she is something that I, I hope Amari, well, not I hope, I know Amari aspires to be, even as she's getting older. She's really looking at mom and saying, I want to do this. She want to wear her clothes. She want to do anything. She's trying to do that. And I think the hardest thing for us is, is knowing, I don't believe personally that current that we have an environment right now that is so warm and loving like the way we grew up in. I don't think mm-hmm. we have the, the families around the neighborhoods that are just caring and wanting to be involved in your life. I think you got to kind of make that now. No, mm-hmm. because everybody we're so spread out, especially living here in Texas. From New Jersey, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different because our neighborhood, everybody knew everybody. Right. Now right. you're in this subdivision, that subdivision, this gated community, this all over the place. Your your best friend may be four hours away. You know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think, I think one of the hardest things right now is pouring people into my daughter' life that is going to love her 
um, encourage her, support her, discipline her, uplift her, that look like her. Yeah, Some yeah, yeah. That looks like her. Yeah. Because we live in an environment, you know, that there are not many blacks in her school. There's yeah. not many blacks in our neighborhood. There's not, you know, uh, yes, church was helpful, but church is on hold now because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We put her in Jack and Jill, which is a great organization that I believe is doing wonderful things for for um, um, for for our kids. But then with the pandemic, that slowed it down. So, so what's, what's difficult is trying to give her an environment, almost like as you talked about in the past about going to a historical black college environment, where there's mm-hmm. just you are not the minority, you are the majority, and you have all these people that are pouring into you, so that you can be the best that you can be, both spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, mm-hmm. all of that things that are pouring into you. So that you can be what God has called you to be, and and yeah. I and that struggles with me because I know we're not in that environment right now, and I'm trying to build that environment around her in order to give her that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, what about yeah, you? I I think um, you know, similar to you, the the environment matters, and like right now, you know, both of my kids are so innocent, right, and you want to there's a thin line like I, I got I wanted them to keep this but they have to be aware of reality you know my biggest um, <laughs> kind of challenge both to me and in guiding them is realizing especially with my oldest she's not that far away from dating right and I think about man soon they'll be you know you know males and young boys that that can influence her uh-huh. Right, and I, I, you know, hell, I just call. Hey, just call me over, brother. Just call me <laughs> over. I'll, I'll take that four-hour drive. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I I know what it's like to be a young man and hormonally all these things that are going on, and I don't want my daughter to succumb to the pressures, right? That um, that young men can put on young women. But also, and, this guy, hold on, though. Also, the pressure that young girls can put on your innocent oh, daughter. 100% true. Yeah, 100% true. Well, and that they can put on some of these young men. Like that, that, is, that is a real thing. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm not naive to understand that my daughter is going to have her own urges and desires and things like that. However, I do, I do want her to make um, knowledge-based decisions and not do anything to try to fit in with the crowd or to try to keep um, some young some young man into liking her, right? So a lot of the conversations that we have now are around um, think with your head and not your heart, right? And kind of honestly just giving her some game about the way that young men can be, and it doesn't make them bad, right? But I remember being 16 in a relationship and with my first girlfriend, as much as I cared for her and loved her, man, I, I wanted to know what things would be like physically right once we were sexually active right and then you know we both went to college so we know what you know the the journey that you go on as a young man in college um and i realized that's going to be a part of her experience but i don't want it to be a part of her experience that is then going to cause trauma for her 
you know, prior to meeting the person she's going to spend her life with, right? Like, I, I do think about, I really want her to go into a relationship um, without being fearful of having her heart broken. Right, because we could women and men can go through relationships as teens and young twenties, and the the damage of the relationship can be so strong that it can impact their marriage. And I just hope that me and and my wife are setting a good example, um, because we were able to come into it without any of the damage from like holding on to other people. But that doesn't mean that you know things of our past don't still have an impact on the relationship. Man, you know what? I think um, I know we have a bunch of things, but I, I want to sit here for a little bit on this. I think one of the things that also as a parent that maybe that we did not receive from from our parents as much as we're doing now is having those conversations pertaining mm-hmm. to relationships, or as they may say back in the day, the birds and the bees. Yeah, you know, our parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles didn't really necessarily sit us down to discuss that about the emotions of relationships. They right. really sit back and discuss with us about the do's and the don'ts, the, the ups and the downs, you know? Yeah. It's just almost we kind of learn from one another. Yeah, or don't get no girl pregnant. Older. Say it again? Right. Don't get no girl pregnant. Like that's that kind of that the, the way it goes with boys. Don't get no girl pregnant. Yeah, don't, and, and, and to the girl, don't come back here pregnant. Yeah. I ain't raising no, you know, we used to see the sign that said seven pounds can keep you off the football team, you know, <laughs> or, or, or team team, right? And, and and granted, right now we're in a, a new age where we are being more comfortable of having these discussions with our kids to be able to let them know, like, this is what healthy looks like. This is what can be able to not necessarily stop your dreams, but can definitely put a monkey wrench in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can have you maneuvering around to mm-hmm. to, 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 to take you off the task that's at hand. And, yeah. and I believe being able to have these discussions have, have allowed us to be able to bring more impact to our kids. So once again, they won't have to go through all of the bumps in the right, right, right. that we went through. It doesn't yeah. mean that our daughters are not gonna walk back come back home crying because some mm-hmm. little boy broke their heart or for RJ, some little girl broke their heart, you know, and then we're going to be there to be like, we've been there. Our wives yeah. are going to be able to be there. We've been yeah. there. But I think also the importance of being able to have, you know, our wives or even us as fathers sitting down to our daughters saying, this yeah. is the way guys think. Yeah. And and that is, that, that was what I was about to bring up that I do think we as fathers need to be the one having those conversations. Like I think as mothers, right, they could, you know, Sharon and Carmen, um, they have a responsibility to help teach our girls about their body. Um, and, and you know, there are plenty of aspects of sex with women that we don't understand that only a woman can share. But I do think that our daughters need to hear from us, right, as it relates to sex. And that's not something that we can shy away from. Uh, you know, and their challenges are way different. Like a, a part of that um, struggle with me is understanding that the the young men that my daughters come in contact with, there's a high probability that at a young age, they've been influenced by pornography and that impacts their expectations of what happens sexually. Also, our kids are going to grow up 
in this age of dating through apps, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh, let me get on this app and see if I can find somebody to hook up with tonight, right? So you're taking so much of the relational and emotional part out of it. And that is just becoming like more and more um, of a trend and easy to do. And and people are becoming so emotionally connected. Um, and I just want them to have an awareness of all that in a way that makes them look for something different, right? There are plenty of young men not on social media and not on porn that haven't been influenced by a good household, right? And how can I help my daughter identify some of those traits um, and realize, hey, this is a, a young man I can try to date. And this young man, I may be attracted to him, but I've seen enough to know that that's not the road I need to travel down. Let me ask you this, man. Um, just the thing I, I was just thinking about this is that all the information that you're speaking about now in regards to raising, you know, your, your daughters um, and, and giving them guidance, things of that nature. Where, where did you get this from? You know, like, like, how did you obtain this information in regards to it? Because, you know, like, like I said, we wasn't raised in that type of a generation. You know, you didn't have older brothers or older sisters. Um, what, what empowered you or gave you this insight of, man, this is how I'm going to go out and do it. Was it communication with other people who was married? Was it just you and your wife? Um, what, you know, brought you to this? Because somebody may be listening right now, right? And they may right. be looking at it. It was like, I'm right there where Ty Richard is at. But man, I don't know where to go with it. I don't know yeah. how to jump in. What 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 would you tell them? Well, I, I, I think it's, it, for me, it was, a, it was a plethora of things, right? A lot of conversations with kind of people in my age range. And we all kind of had kids at the same time, right? Um, you know, we used to, before we had kids, myself and a bunch of people I went to school with, we used to have these, what we call round table discussions where couples would just come together. We have a few cocktails and we're just having, right, discussions. Kind of like when you did that speakeasy in Houston, right? Right. It was like that. So you get a lot of ideas. And then, you know, I'm, I like to in, uh, be aware of my environment, not only where I am spatially, but being aware that we're living in a different time, right? Our kids have more access to things um, that we never had access to, right? Like I, I remember reading somewhere that there's more um, information on the internet, like put on the internet in a year than there was for like the first 500,000 years of, of time. You know what I mean? Like just in terms of data. So there's so much we can't know it all, be aware of it all, but it's so much out there and our kids are tapped into that. So as a parent, one, we got to at least learn some of these tools and what they're you know, looking at, having awareness of it. But two, we have to be aware that our kids are living very differently than we did. And we can't be like, oh, back in the day, this was how I did it. Back in the day doesn't matter because we can't go back there, right? Like it was, it's relevant to us. It's not relevant to our kids. And we have to be able to adapt to reality and realize their reality and see how we can take part in helping groom them um, to make conscious decisions. Wow, very good, very good. Man, it's insightful, very insightful. I mean, I, I listen to all of that and you're 100% right. I try to surround myself with individuals that I believe can pour into me. Mm -hmm. that, that, like, like you said, man, having boys like, I mean, I mean, we, we family, family. 
and 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 being able to have individuals in your life that can hold you accountable, mm-hmm. right? That can pour into you and see you going off the rails. Instead of keep pushing you off the rail, they bring you back onto the street. You know, right. to make sure yeah, that you yeah. don't hurt yourself. I think for us, we had kids at a later age, but many of our friends have kids that are older than our kids. And, right. and to be able to look at some of the things they did, good and bad, and be able to come up with a blueprint to say, I'm gonna take a little piece of this, add that in, but I'm not gonna do this. And then be able to have open discussions with them pertaining to, why did you do this? What's your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? And, and and including them into your life, because I think that's another big thing is that I believe there's so many successful people that are in our lives, right? That if we are able to bring that to our kids, to be able to say, look at Uncle Ty and Aunt Sharon, you know, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, a nurse, then if my kids don't want to be like me and Carmen, they can look at you two and be like, yeah. look how they're doing it. Look at their yeah. door. And it's not a and it's not a comparison to say you gotta be like them, but you can look at some of the characteristics of what they're doing and be like, I can apply some of that to my life. And then yeah. have to circle around with some other friends who are doing great things. And then also pulling in there's been times where we did this with Isaiah, where I had you all say, Hey man. I need y'all to talk to him. He done heard it from me, but can you go talk to him? Can you pour yeah. into his life? Because I believe that all helps us create this village that are supporting mm-hmm. our kids so that they don't feel like they're just out in the open by themselves. Having to figure it out, yeah. yeah. And you know, we we have so many more advantages than what we were raised with, um, but the one advantage that didn't necessarily come as natural was the community right because like you said communities where we are now it's spread out you know whereas you know you could walk around the city of forsake whereas you know you think we both got good friends we got to drive in the same city right like in dfw in houston we got great friends we got to drive an hour to go see right so it, it's, it doesn't allow for the same um consistency uh, of, of spending time together just based on, on those things now um, but I think our kids, um, or what, what I've learned about speaking to my kids is that I can't assume anything. Right. And I, I said, I've always said before I was a parent, I used to say, I'm never going to be one of those parents that said, because I said so. Yeah. Right. In my, like, you know, you grow and you just realize, man, there was a lot wrong with that because now how does that child learn to process and make decisions or you know of right and wrong in some ways if the only answer is because i said so and now even i sit back and think about it when a parent says because i said so most of the time it's just because you don't feel like it right and that's not fair for our kids Hmm. right i think um kids and hell, even adults, we all have a level of curiosity. Curiosity breeds questions. If those questions aren't answered, people will go seek other options to get those questions answered. So we have to be willing to confront all the questions that our kids have so they don't then go get it from a source um, that may have a totally different objective than the path that we wanna try to steer our kids to. I think when I think when I hope Richard and Jennifer Carter don't choke me for saying this, but <laughs> I think when people say because I said so, that's a lazy response. 
Exactly, yeah. Lazy response. Instead of being able to have a more deep conversation. Now, you can finish it at the end. If the conversation is going back and forth, but you don't gave them your answer, and they still, mm-hmm. then you can, because this is what it's going to be like. Yeah. Because I'm the mother, I'm the father, blah, 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 yeah. and you move on. But just to just throw out, this is how it's going to be because I said so. Mm-hmm. I believe our kids need a response so they have a better understanding of the response. Yeah. Instead of just saying, because I said so. You know, yeah. that's, that, 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 that's not good, in my opinion, good parenting. Because like you said, you want them to be able to learn from you. So when they're talking to their kids, yeah. that you know how to respond. Because that, that was something I was going to throw at you. I mean, there are now, I'm surprised sometimes by the conversations RJ has with me at eight yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. You know, like he asked me a couple of days ago, I was like, hey, you didn't hear what I said? I said, yeah, I heard you. You didn't answer, did you not? He said to me, Jack, like this. <laughs> you understand the question, Daddy? I was like, yeah, my bad. Hold on. <laughs> and, and, and he said, all I want to hear is your opinion. That's what he said. All I want to hear is your opinion. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is eight. So I think the conversations are changing, and we have to adapt to that. We can't, yeah. like you said, you got to look back at the different platforms that our kids are getting education um, from or knowledge from or even just information from good yeah. or factual or fictional so we got to be able to adapt to that so that we can be able then to be able to have conversations pertaining to it I think a great yeah. analogy is when you think about our teachers now a year ago they knew nothing about a zoom right. and now they had to go in and teach using this platform that has changed the way the world is doing business today. And right. they either had to adapt to it or they were gonna be left behind. Yeah. As a parent, it's similar. You yeah. gotta know what TikTok is. You gotta know what Instagram is, Facebook is, and all the other mm-hmm. platforms that are out there so that you can be able to relate with your child. We can't be stubborn parents where we look back and say, nope, they gotta, they gotta find my way or no way, no. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. lose it to the pain, in my yeah. opinion. Because some some of that our kids have to know, right? Like we, we cannot we cannot afford um for our kids to get behind from a technology perspective, right? Mm-hmm. But technology also opens them up to the reality of the world, right? Like, you know, right now the George Floyd uh, murder yeah. trial is going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you think about it, a year ago, my daughter had it texted to her, the video on her phone. There was no way for me to like, not have her see that, you know what I mean? But now I gotta help her process that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. something that she's always gonna remember. And I I think about it in terms of, it's something like that every generation. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You you think about it, like we were about our daughter's age, because what was it, 1990 or 91? when the Rodney King incident happened, right? Our parents were wow. kids with the Emmett Till situation, right? So there there are these things that we think we want to hide from our kids, uh-huh. but the reality uh-huh. is we experience them too. We just process them through a different medium. Wow, man, I see we're coming up with time. And, and man, we have so many more things. So we, they got to yeah. stay tuned for the next episode. I, I think, I think we need about. a part two. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely going to be a part two because there's a bunch of things we want to talk about, you know, and and, and I, I can't wait to get on that. But I thought this conversation was 
such a needed conversation to continue in regards to parenting. Let me, let me, I guess some, some last parting words. I guess a question I would ask to you is, is as you're looking or speaking to our viewers, what are, what are just some key takeaways that you would like to pour into them that you've learned, I guess, within the last 14 years of being a parent with, with two girls? Right. So, you know, people will always, you know, there's like little comments uh, on your deathbed, like your kids are not going to say, I'm so glad you created this company or we had all this money, blah, blah, blah. What they really wanted was time, mm. right? And having an awareness of that early on has made me very intentional about trying to create memorable moments, right? Creating sticky memories with my kids. So prime example, uh, three years ago, there's this thing called um, Pogo Pass, right? Where I paid like a hundred bucks and it gave me all these coupons to just visit different museums and things in Dallas. And I said to the kids, hey, every Wednesday, we're gonna go do one of the things from this little Pogo Pass. We had, man, we had a great summer, right? Every Wednesday was on a calendar. I was doing something with my kids. Um, and just me and them, it wasn't, you know, Sharon wasn't there, my mom didn't come. It was me and my girls. Well, the next summer, Addison comes to me and says, hey, daddy, um, can we do something special every Wednesday this summer like we did last year? And that spoke to me about how much they value just that time, right? So although I'm busy with a lot of different things, I'm very intentional about making sure that I that we do things as a family, but also very intentional about, um, I, I'll put it this way, I'm very intentional about creating the memories that are gonna become the reason they praise me when they get married, right? They're not gonna be saying it for fluff. It's gonna be all honest stuff about why they say they had the best dad ever, right? Because I took the time to create these things that they'll never forget. Wow, that's deep though. I think for myself, the, the biggest thing is, and you took the answer right out of my mouth, is is, is that time. I think I think on, on, on the other thing is what I wanna be able to show my kids is, uh, the love I have for their mother and the love she has for me. Yeah. I, think, I think those two go hand in hand. One is, I mean, not all about the accolades, not about how much money we make, it's not about our careers. Yes, we want our kids to be successful, we want our kids to have jobs that are meaningful, that can truly make a difference in the world we live in. But I think the foundation is, I really want my kids to see that I love their mom and, yeah. and I love my friends and I love my family. And, and I'm somebody that is um, trustworthy to be their parent, to be their dad. Yeah. I want them to understand that, as you just said, I'm intentional in regards to me loving them, spending mm -hmm. time with them, um, uh, just uplifting them. It's not by accident. You know, I'm deliberate in, in trying to show them how much I care about them in all aspects. I think mm -hmm. the other thing is, too, is that I, I, I definitely want them to understand just how much I love, you know, being a black man. I, mm -hmm. I want my daughters to love their, and, and son, my daughter and son, to love their skin, to, to, to love who they are and not feel mm -hmm. that they have to transition to something else because society is telling them that. And I think the last thing is, and I know you agree with this, and we talk about this all, often, is just to understand how much God loves them. Mm -hmm. When it's all said and done, I know we both believe that our foundation and our kids' foundation 
has to be on. And, and on this weekend, where we're talking about Easter weekend, yeah, the reason why we're this close. We're not this close just because we're both from the state. We're this close because we know that there's a God that died for me and you and because of our sins. Not to sound so right. religious in this, but we understand that's our foundation and that's right. what keeps us bonded. And I believe our kids need to understand that. And, and, and it's not about a color in that. Because I believe mm-hmm. God loves us all. And that they want to be able to showcase the God in them. Because like mm-hmm. I tell Mari all the time, you may be the only Bible. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You. Not you walking around with the King James Version or the NIV or anything. You. Your actions. Yeah. The way you talk. The way you present yourself. That's what I want them to understand. And I believe the only way they can see that and be that is they see it by their parents, their dad, who's the head of the house, and the people I bring around them. So, man, that's where I'm at, man. Dude, this was incredible. Yeah, we, I think we need 40 more minutes, man. We're going to have to schedule part two so we can get kind of to the back half of some of those other things that we talked about. Um, uh, really talking about some of the more economic stuff and how we can make an impact on their thought process in ways that we didn't have. Um, but everybody, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time on the Speak King podcast. Have a great day.